Hey guys, it's Jordan here. Welcome to another episode of the Book Better Weddings podcast. The video will pop up in just a second, but I just wanted to get on and introduce my good friend, Maggie McDonald. She's an artist, a female business owner, and she's not directly in the wedding space, but I found recently with my business that I just learn a lot from people, not only in the wedding space, but outside of it. And she's an artist, so there's so many nuggets of wisdom and parts throughout this episode where you can get some great ideas and apply them to your business. Let's listen in to the conversation with my good friend, Maggie McDonald. Let's talk about life and also art and also life. Okay. Here we are. We're here. We made it. The interview. Tell everybody where we are. It's the home of Maggie McDonald Art Emporium and Artistry, etc. It's incredible here. It's, it's my first time here, so I don't have to like fake it like, oh my gosh, I've never seen it. But like, I really have never seen it. Well, welcome. Something I was interesting in, interested in is like, did you envision all of this? Or did you just like stumble as you go and here you are? Because like some people are like, I, I knew that I would be and have my own studio. Here I am. Or it's like, I just started painting. And so like, where were you at? Uh, I think I'm kind of a 50-50 maybe. Like, okay, so I sold my first big painting when I was like 15. For how much? Like $450. And when you're 15. That's a lot of $450 money. $450 is a lot of money. It was like, it was the big painting at my little booth. And my mom was like, I don't want this one to sell because it's like my favorite. Like I want this for myself. And then someone bought it. And I was like, oh mom, my like, God. like, hey, mom, you, you Oh my God, $450? mom, I'm going to be an artist for real. Like I'm going to do this. So then after that, like big, big sale, I, um, like made it my senior project to like start my art You had business. the cash bathtub after that and you just I like jumped I printed in. it all out as just like a bunch of ones threw it in the air, yeah. we danced. No, um, after that, I was just like, oh, wait, I can actually do this. Like, mm-hmm. this could be like, actually what I do with my life. You knew that at 15? Yeah. That's awesome. That's all I've ever That's wanted really to do That's really cool. It's like, I've always been creative. I've always wanted to pursue a creative lifestyle, which is like the thing that everyone says. But mm-hmm. after I like started making money with art, I was like, oh, this is like a real thing. Like people can actually, you can actually do this. Like it can be, yeah. it can like your creativity can provide for you. And I, I think a lot of times people are like afraid to like expect that of like their creativity mm-hmm. and of their talent or anything. But like, I think it's kind of a bold thing to like step out in faith and be like, I've got this thing and like, I'm going to entrust it like with my future, you know, like this yeah. is, you know, so, so far it's been rewarding. I, I can't, yeah, I mean, I can't we, say for everyone, but I can't complain. I'm, I mean, I've envisioned this space in one way or another probably since I was 15. Like, one day I'm going to have mm-hmm. white walls and plants and I love that. art and a space to invite people to come and, like, you know, create kind of an artistic community and all that. Anyway, yeah. so. I mean, literally, like, I, every everywhere I turn, there's, like, something beautiful. For real. Oh, I'm, like, staring, cool. like, at you and then I'm looking at that. And I'm, like, that's incredible. And so I think it's cool to see not just, oh, here's my room or my closet in my room where my stuff is. This is like, this whole space is like the it's culmination like of what you're trying to do. To, yeah. yeah, I feel pretty spoiled by it, actually. I've got a lot of wall space, which I've like never, I've never had. I mean, my last studio was a spare bedroom. So I haven't had like an actual proper workspace in probably like a year and a half. And then three months ago, I like got to move in and like. But you've worked really felt, hard to get here, so just I, enjoy that. Yeah, I know. Absolutely, absolutely. This was not without a tremendous amount of actual physical effort on my part. I was felt like a contractor for about a year and a yeah. half. So. Um, As a female business owner, I think at 23, having all this is amazing too. And like, sometimes, 
with creativity, you have so videography, design, art, whatever, you have such a large group of people that are doing it kind of as a side gigger for fun that when you have the people that are actually trying to do it full on out, you're not the starving artist because it's your thing. You're doing it full time. And then you have yeah. this whole other group of people that are kind of just doing it, you know, as a side gig, which is great. But it kind of maybe casts that onto the whole other group, you it's, know? Yeah, it's almost like it casts, not like, I don't want to say a shadow because it's not a bad thing, but it maybe like manipulates the perception a little bit of what mm -hmm. like an artist, a visual artist, a young visual artist in our day and age is or should be or is expected to be or can be. I feel like yeah. sometimes you forget that um, like your, it sounds so stupid to say the word journey, but your like path. I say journey all the time. Your journey. Sorry, I'm not trying to hate on the word journey. Your journey does not need to look like anyone else's. And it's honestly better for it to not look like anyone else's because otherwise mm -hmm. it's just kind of like, what's the, you know, then you're just a cookie cutter. But I love that. Yeah. Your parents, I've met them like a few times, but like when I see your mom, I'm like, she's amazing. She's I just like really want to hug her. And she feels like if she watches this, she's going to laugh at me, but she just feels like Mother Earth. or You just want to like go and be in her presence. Mother you know? Earth. And so like, how have they encouraged your pursuit where in a lot of stories I hear parents are very not encouraging of their child's artistic or creative yeah, pursuits. Yeah, so I, okay, I feel like I know a lot of people who are very creative or have that, like, mindset and always want to do something with it, but they don't have, like, they don't have the backing, I guess, mm -hmm. that someone whispering in their ear, like, well, if that's what you want to do, like, that's what we're gonna do. Good you luck. You know, like, yeah. like, you know. Anyway, so I come from a family of extremely creative people. Uh, my mom's an artist. She's an incredible textile artist and a seamstress, and she makes jewelry. She's phenomenal across the board. moved here from California, too, Yeah, we to moved South here from Carolina. California, so we're, like, West Coast-ish. I showed someone your work the other day, and they're like, she looks like Cal she looks California, like she's from California, California. But Yeah, your parents, um, sorry. Yeah, so my parents are from California. Anyways, I am incredibly blessed, and I have parents who listened to me when I was 15 when I said I wanted to be an artist, and they said, okay, hmm. great. That's beautiful. How can we help? And I've literally, I mean, I've never heard my dad say a single thing about not, none of it. He's always like, oh, what's, you know, it's just, he's always They're entrepreneurially minded, though. They are entrepreneurial minded, but thing. that's still, it's like still incredible to have like parents that are like, okay, so like you want to do this thing that's really unconventional. Yeah. How can we help? That's basically, that's basically it. And I think also he has seen like over the past couple of years, you know, like you can make good money mm -hmm. selling art. It's not a joke. It's not like some. You know, it's not a hobby. It really isn't. And if you treat it Especially like a business. Especially when you're dead, right? You can't make even more when you're dead. <laughs> that is true. Um, it's not a hobby. It's a business. Yeah, and I 100%. feel like, over the, you know, I've, he's he's seen enough slash witnessed enough um, mm -hmm. response to my work to like, you know, kind of also like be like, whoa, that's like, this is legit. But um, there's a, oh, you, it's not a YouTube video, actually. It's a video on Vimeo. But if you search the taste gap, I didn't make it. But it basically talks about there's a gap in between the things that we see, I love this, this looks amazing, and then us being able to make those things. Absolutely. And he just says, basically, the way you get from here to here is by doing and doing and doing. doing. And doing, and doing. This still doesn't look like this, it doesn't look as good, but like you just eventually get there and like we've never, we never arrive, but I think the idea of the taste gap says, it's okay if I see something beautiful or like if I'm in my writing session now, it's like I read an amazing book but I know I can't write that yet, but I'm going to keep I'm reading keep and writing write to try and get there. That's kind you know? of back to that what you're saying. You're like, I can, I can only draw a stick figure. But let's say it was your dream to be an artist. Yeah. If you worked every day, at some point, you would be drawing a lot more than, you know, so it's like this. Yeah. That's also, that also goes, this whole like idea goes with when people are like, they, this is especially 
relevant when you're talking about abstract art. I feel like there's a lot of criticism. People say things like, you know, my sixth grader could do this or, you know, like, oh, I mm-hmm. could do that. You know, like if you're people don't know you're the artist and they're talking about your work and you're like standing behind them, like listening for the compliments because who isn't fishing for compliments, let's be honest. Yes. And you hear someone say, oh, I could do that. <laughs> you know, and the thing is, the thing is, honestly, mm-hmm. maybe, but you didn't, you know, so it's like that thing, like, okay, okay, half of the half of the battle is like the actual action. So it's my theory of the you know, people that sit in the football games in the stands and drink like, beer and foot long hot dogs go, and say, we're playing I really well today, boys, but it's like, who's we? You're, you're not part of this. I can't you believe you didn't run that way. It's like, you're eating a foot long hot dog and a beer. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and it's no, the same way. People yeah. look at the dentist and say, I can check somebody's teeth. You know, it's like at any profession, I think someone's uh, LeBron or someone said, being a professional like is making something look easy. That's yeah, the point. Absolutely, you know? absolutely true. Um, absolutely true. So do you see a correlation between like your feelings and art. Absolutely. And then so two part of the question, the second part of the question is like, I feel blank, I need to go paint. Uh, this is gonna sound moody, but when I'm really sad, I like to paint. Yeah. Um, I don't, I'm like a really, I feel like I'm always trying to be like a positive, upbeat person. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it like hits, it's like, oh, it's time. Like I gotta get some paper. You know what I mean? 100%. Um, because I think I a lot like of us feel for... like, a lot of people not in this world trying to get into it, they just think, oh, when I feel it, I go to the paper. When I feel it, I go to the editing room or whatever. It's like, nah, not really. Not usually. Like when I feel good, no. you know. Oh, it's usually when I feel bad. Yeah. That sounds bad or when I feel like I'm under a time constraint and I've said, I'm going to do this for this person or I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I work really well under pressure and I work really well when I'm like. 100%. Like feel moody and dark and want to like you know, scribble in a corner. I've been reading a lot about comedians lately and they always um, talk about how they're really great comedians because sometimes their life is like not that great and not that interesting. And so (laughs) my question for you is, if you had it all together, would you be a good artist? And do you think a little bit of the madness is necessary? Uh, Absolutely, yes. I don't, I definitely don't have it all together. I feel like I'm lacking in a lot of areas, absolutely. I can also feel myself moving toward a direction that has a lot more structure and a lot more mm-hmm. like. But you know what? I don't think I'll actually ever get there. I think that's kind of like a. Yeah. I think that's kind of a. You like think at some point I'm going to actually use my planner and I'll know that next Tuesday I have an appointment with this person and I'm not going to stand them up. But. But you like learn to get better. Thing you learn to get more efficient with it. Because like we used to record. A vid- YouTube video every week and try to post one every week and now it's like we try to go and record four in a day. That's smart. So it's not like I'm being less creative, I'm just being I'm smarter just being with smarter my with time. time. Or like, I'm going to lay out these five canvases instead of laying out one a day, yeah. you know, like, well, like or how uh, there's do stuff it, you know? like that. So also, the, I think a lot of that, like, efficiency comes with, like, when you have a good workspace that's laid out for you to be successful. So I think mm-hmm. I'm on the right track to be successful. Yeah. I just have to keep you know, keep going. What is, what is one experience where you've seen somebody impacted by your art or you've been moved by them now having this piece of yours? Cause moments like that to me are like, this is why I'm doing it. I'm going to remember this as a little motivation. I, okay. So at my senior show, I did an entire portrait series about women from art history that I felt like didn't quite get enough. Um, I don't want to yeah. say credit, but kind of aren't the most talked about famous artists. You know, when you hear about 
famous artists, you hear about people like William de Kooning, but no one ever talks about Elaine de Kooning, who is basically the backbone of William de Kooning. Wow. So like that kind of concept, like the yeah. wives of famous artists, a lot of times it was the wives of famous artists that kind of just, they're famous, but not as famous. And you know, in history class, you don't talk about them unless yeah. it's the women in art history class. So I just basically picked seven women that I painted on canvas. And then I did a series of four screen prints. Um, some of them are actually over there, but I wanted to just like kind of celebrate them, I guess. And a lot of people were really impacted by that. And I did mm. a whole catalog and like wrote a whole thing about each one of them. And that whole experience was really meaningful to me, like just as an artist, because I felt like I was, you know, paying homage somehow to these like mm -hmm. past lives of these women who I really like admire. And I had a lot of people come up to me and say things like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. Like, yeah. thank you so much for doing this. Like, this is a big deal that like, especially like, you know, in a small town where, like, where we live, like it's a big deal that I get, I got to participate in something like this. Mm -hmm. I had one person come up and say, this is the absolute best art show I've ever been to. Wow. Not because of the art, obviously the art is beautiful, but because it had like, there was, it was packed with meaning. Like I felt like every single thing that I did was like, had you, f you feel with some sort of like, you know, it yeah. had, there was some meat to it. So. You feel some compliments differently. Yeah. That was like, if I say that's good, you're like, thank you, Jordan. But like, there's something I could say that would make you feel it. If deeper, you, I mean, you know? if you looked at this and said the color balance on this one is especially whatever, I would say, yeah, I agree. Thank you. And that would mean a lot to you me. You would feel it. Yeah. Because well, the I'm color not, balance on this one I'm is I'm not trying nice. to be arrogant like we don't appreciate all compliments, but sometimes when someone's like, man, your work's just so great, I'm like, thank you. There's but a like, difference between someone yeah. who wants to say something nice and someone who gets what you're doing is yes. different and makes like, yes. an effort to say something that really like 100%. hits home or like resonates with you, I guess. 100%. Have you always embraced alone time or is it something you've had to work with okay so i'm ex an extreme introvert but i also know that i love alone time like i love sitting by myself and not talking to anyone and there's kind of a certain point at which i get this feeling like okay it's like maybe time for you to like take a step back and like mm -hmm. this you know not see anyone for a couple of days or whatever like this so a couple days that's good i mean it's impressive I don't know, how often does that really happen? Yeah. Uh, who knows? But I mean, I there was last year, I took a big trip completely alone. I went to Iceland for a month and, yeah, you know. That's amazing. Something I've had to learn, which is definitely interesting, is like, what's it been like to sell to more wealthy people in certain scenarios? Because Ooh, for me, that's a good question. as it, as it's starting out, you're just like, everybody wants a deal and everything. And then you get to this other market occasionally where it's like, oh, this person doesn't care about money. They want to talk about the peace and they're not thinking about money like we think about, about money yeah. because we lived in a normal life, you know? Um, that experience for me has been honestly not eye-opening. Transforming. Transform. Uh, it's really, it really has changed the way I think. And I think that, um, or how I think about my work and how I view my work and how I talk about my work. A lot of times I feel like the way that you talk about your work kind of like draws in either those people or 100%. repels those people. So after, let's say I sell a painting to someone who I can tell, you know, really it's not about the money at all. Or I, yeah. a lot of times in these big cities, I drive a panel van yeah. and in big cities, people take the subway. So, you know, if someone buys something, I'll say, oh, by the way, let me make it easy on you. I'll deliver it to your home. So I, that's kind of like a twofold for me. Cause one, I feel like I'm doing something extra, you know, going the extra mile for the, for that's the great. buyer. But then also I get to kind of see like where the piece ends up, which is always fun. So I've been in some pretty, um, I love that. Pretty, uh, pretty, pretty homes. It's it's liberating. That's the word. It's liberating, liberating because then perfect. you're like, it's this is not this is the this is the amount of money I need to make for this, and I'm not going to be embarrassed because yes. there is someone out there who's going to value this work 
at this mark. And once you learn the money's out there, you're like, exactly. now it's my job to just create. Yeah. The exactly. money's there. And I think I'm not huge on the whole like manifesting your future. I do have a lot of friends who are, shout out to them. I'm proud of you, you keep it going. But I do think that your mindset absolutely creates 100%. a reality. And if you're gonna look at this and say, this piece is worth this, this money exists in the world, there's a there's a level of like an almost embarrassment that artists feel. I think they're like, oh, it's mm -hmm. not good enough, blah, blah, blah. And I think that having someone buy something at a certain price point and then driving it to their gorgeous mansion in Chicago, after an experience like that, you kind of just are like, okay, first off, I'm good enough. Second off, this is gonna happen again. Third off, we're moving forward. Prices 100%. are going up. We're expecting more in the future for our work and we're expecting more in the future for ourselves. So that's kind of what yeah, that did Yeah, and I think if me. it's the person that's trying to sell a $50 painting, or 50,000, it's like knowing your worth. And like as an Absolutely. artist, as a creator being like, this is what I'm worth. And I, I understand everyone's not gonna pay that, but I remember the first time I started charging more for certain things, it just, you feel ashamed at first almost. You're like, feel like, oh, I'm not worth it. But then at some point, once someone is like, oh, is it extra if I do this, I'm happy to pay. And then you're like, oh wait. And then they don't ask how much. They're not <laughs> mad. They're not mad at me. They yeah. don't hate me. Like I used to be like, this person, is mad at me because they don't want to pay this money for this thing. They want Which is the like, best. They want the what's best. What's that about? What's that? Like, wh who yep. told you that you were allowed to feel that way about yourself? That's ridiculous. It's weird. We expect that we're not allowed to be worth this certain 100%. whatever. But if you can expect for yourself to be worth only $50, you can also change your mindset and expect yourself to be worth 5000 So Love that. So this is kind of a little speed round. Okay. What would you say to this person? Yes, Okay. I'm ready. A few sentences for each one. Okay. No, no rush. Occasionally when I have free time, I think about wanting to paint, but I never have. To you, I would say the best thing to do would be buy the markers that you can fill with paint. Yeah. You know, like the little brush things? Yeah. Fill them with liquid watercolor. Get yourself a sketchbook, but not like a sketchbook from Michael's, like, I mean, Marshall's. Go to like Michael's and get like the paper that's super thick and like, it's got some grit to it. Mm -hmm. Then leave them out. And when you walk by, sit down for five seconds, Love do that. something, then keep walking. You do not have to devote an entire corner of your house. You do not have to devote an entire hour of your <laughs> the third day. Bedroom. You do not have to build an addition. Before in your you paint anything. You don't have to finish out your crawl space. But if you want to pursue a creative life, having materials that are actually in your way, staring at you, not expecting mm -hmm. like some enormous canvas to appear, just you have to start small, but buy materials that feel good. So like, I love that. Buy good paper. That's my, that's my thing. Buy good paper, you know? All right. I want to make a couple hundred dollars a month on Etsy creating things, but I don't know where to start. What if no one buys my work? If no one buys your work, oh well. No one cares. No one, oh well. Like what's the worst that's gonna happen? Yeah. I've never sold on Etsy. Maybe not Etsy, but I wanna sell online a couple I'm not saying dollars. an artist, I'm saying a mom that's got, um, wants to make bracelets or whatever. This is not, I'm not doing this, so I feel kind of weird it's saying right. it, but I would suggest creating four or five things that you feel really proud of. Yeah. Whether it be, well, this is more about art actually. This is not if you're like making jewelry or painting ornaments or whatever that. So make four or five things that you feel really proud of then have them really high quality scanned in and then figure out a good way to do digital reproductions and try to sell that way. Cause I know there's a lot of people who make a ton of money. I've almost bought a few prints. Selling prints. Yeah. I do not sell prints cause I'm a screen printer and there's like this whole 
everyone gets a little like shady and they're like, uh, you sell reproduction. And really technically they're not prints, they're reproductions. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a whole thing. Everyone has an opinion, you know? But so since I'm a screen printer, I feel like I like was in that world. I'm like, no, yeah. I can't sell reproductions because it's just like, it's the cop out way. Yeah. But I know a lot of people who sell a ton of prints. And if you've got a couple of solid designs. And maybe not a lot of time you, if maybe you're not a student a lot of time. or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. That can take you, I mean, people buy stuff off Etsy for sure. Yeah. It's a real thing. I want to be a full-time artist, but my parents say to get a real job. Uh, is your mom going to live your life for you? Answer, no. Your parents aren't going to live your life for you, so you have to do what's going to make you happy. And if that breaks up the family, then I'm so sorry. What's funny, first of all, is that usually people don't like spar with me in conversation. They just like wait for me to say the next thing. But like, you've been sparring. You just like pop in. You just you just say it. I know. I feel like I've been talking. Over I don't you think this I ever need to do that again. <laughs> no, I love that. That was really jolly, jaunty. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So like, I appreciate your like jumping in and going full combo with me. And I think the cool thing about being here is that it's pr- like you moved into this in 2020. Ish. July. Yeah, but like it's August. finished in 2020. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's like finished this there year. There was some good things that happened this year. I've had multiple friends that have done some great things and I think I... it's cool to see like absolutely proof that you can do it. And that when you started painting at 15, it was not like I'm gonna whatever, but like you just started painting and like you had ideas and dreams and goals, but then you just kind of step and keep going. Yeah. And this is proof that it happened. It's like the evolution of who you always wanted to be. Mm. And like watching that unfold is really exciting, you know? So for me, this space has been like basically a dream come true, but it's also been a lot of work. So it's, it's mm-hmm. rewarding too. It's not just like, oh, my dreams are coming true. It's like, I've been working really hard for the last couple of years and this is where we're at and mm-hmm. it's, kind of thrilling yeah i mean 2020 has been a year for a lot of people but along with all of the negatives it's been a a year of tremendous blessing so and growth so growth absolutely end with a little encouragement or whatever you want to say so i would like to say if you feel sad and like no one gets you um you're probably an artist number one and (laughs) number two uh find people that are gonna champion you and if you don't have someone reach out to one of us because we'll be happy to talk to you for Mm -hmm. sure I know you would for sure (laughs) cheer anybody on but don't give up on it because even if your parents don't think it's what you should do even if your aunt Lucy is saying mean things at Christmas the life that you want to lead is out there and if you do not pursue the life that you want Mm -hmm. you're not going to get the life you want and that's this just, sounds like some manifestation. That's just talking. honestly depressing. I'll say that and if all you're the time. a creative person, that's like the absolute worst thing you can do to yourself. So don't do it. Pursue your dream. Pursue your creative creativity. Believe in yourself. Absolutely, you can do it. And if it's not happening today, work day by day by day by day until you mm-hmm. feel like you can put forth something you're proud of. So every person is creative. Absolutely. Absolutely. The lawyer's creative. Absolutely. I know the, uh, Buck Brandt here in town, like, he's an older guy and he's a lawyer and he just started painting later in life. And he just yeah. loves awesome. it. Awesome. I love that, that. And then if you're not, like, an intuitively only creative person, you do have a real job, buy some paint pens. Have find fun with to, it. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Like, I don't, I want to do it for less for, like, what's going to be on the page and more for just mental, let me just do something, mental clarity. Yeah, et cetera. Especially painting, drawing, all of that is a phenomenal outlet, so... I I support it. it. I support it. We did it. Good deal. You're an amazing person. All right. 
Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you were able to take something away from this and apply it to your business and to your life. If you have someone you'd like for us to interview on the show, a wedding business vendor or personal brand that inspires you, send us an email, hello at knottedarrow.com or Instagram DM us at knottedarrow. We would love to feature someone that inspires you. Uh, We're in this together. Next week, we'll be sitting down with one of my favorite wedding vendors in Charleston, South Carolina, the wedding hub of the entire country. If you're watching on YouTube, you can comment below and ask any questions. We'll be sure to reply to each one. Hope you guys have a great week.